Newsbreak podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program today, Newsbreak Talk. And we are um, focusing our attention on such a tragedy today. Uh, well, most of our attention anyways. Uh, the lives that have been lost on South African roads. It's, it's, it's really been horrific to say the least. And I think the latest um, you know, numbers coming through is that... Um, you know the death toll just has has risen to to such a shocking point there um 16 people including an unborn child were killed and and that's just it, it, i think the transport mec then um described the accident as one of the worst that he had ever seen in his life so uh we're going to be talking about that i'll tell you this much we had invited um Transport Minister Bekin Tuli to join us onto the program. And then I also invited Santaco, the South African National Taxi uh, Coalition, to join us. And um, the both of them said yes, but very reluctantly. And this is the reason why. Because currently, as we speak, they're in a meeting discussing the issue. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess it's a constructive thing. I mean, they are trying to come together and find out how best to handle situations like this because you must remember that um, the numbers have been horrific. 117 people have died on KwaZulu-Natal Road since the beginning of this month. It's ironically transport month. So definitely something that needs urgent intervention. Um, So this is why the Department of Transport is in a meeting with Santaco and we can't get any of them, any of the officials there because they're in this delegation. So we are trying, we're keeping tabs on it as soon as that meeting does conclude and hopefully it does before the show's over, we can quickly scoot over to uh, Santaco or MEC and find out what are some of the outcomes and how do they plan on um, addressing the issue. So I'm sorry to report that we can't have the guests that we did want they are locked in a meeting now but we nonetheless can talk about the issue and and, and look at ways going forward um the bergville taxi association for example in kwazulu natal says it has begun preparing for an influx of commuters as the holiday season approaches to reduce road accidents this follows a series of major accidents that has claimed more than 20 lives in the province 16 people were killed in a crash involving a taxi and a truck on thursday in zululand while 13 people were killed when a taxi crashed at Bulwa in the southern part of the province two weeks ago. Now, the Transport Education Training Authority, the TETA, together with the association and municipality, launched a road safety campaign. Nonshlakanipo Magwaza reports. Taxi commuters and pedestrians at the Bigville taxi rank say increased police visibility on the roads is needed to ensure that motorists adhere to the road rules. KwaZulu-Natal Premier Sihe Zigalala announced that the fatalities on the province's roads have increased since the country moved to level one of the lockdown. More than 170 people have been killed in road crashes since the start of September. Commuters say road users should be patient. What is needed is to be patient and respect each other on the roads. People should follow road rules at all times because this is the only way that accident could be lessened on our roads. There should be more police visibility on our roads to ensure that motorists respect the rules because we have seen some horrific accidents recently. 
Meanwhile, the secretary of the Bigville Taxi Association, Skumbuzo Matingane, says they are working with law enforcement agencies to ensure that unroadworthy vehicles are taken off the road. As the festive season approaches, we all know that there are many road accidents. So as the association, we have our Logomela, which works hand in hand with law enforcement to ensure that vehicles are roadworthy and that drivers do not carry overload and that none of our drivers go behind the wheel drive. The CEO of Transport Education Training Authority, Mape Foano Frampong, says they want to raise road safety awareness among all road users. This campaign is meant to raise awareness on road safety, targeting commuters, uh, those that are using taxis mainly, and also targeting pedestrians, just to make them aware that road safety is the responsibility of all and they must take ownership in terms of how they travel safely and how they behave safely on the road. The first way to do it is to create awareness for people to realize that their behaviors are not right. The second one is to then give them the tips on how to maintain their behavior and to keep it safe. The road safety campaign will continue throughout October, which is Transport Month, to reduce road crashes. I am Nuntlagani Pomagwaza in Bigville. Yeah, and I just want to remind you then about the, the incident um, that happened earlier this week. Of course, like I told you, the number has has um, has in- increased to 16. But, you know, family members of the passengers who died in the horrific crash on, on Wednesday say they're devastated and traumatized after seeing visuals of the crash on social media platforms. Um, including a newborn baby were among the 16 people who died in the collision between a truck and a minibus taxi in Melmouth and Ulundi. The other three deceased include the truck driver and his two passengers. Just two weeks ago, 13 people from one family also lost their lives when a minibus crashed um, near Bulwa in South Drakensberg. Nonchlakanipol with this report. The minibus was transporting people from Nongoma to Durban when it collided with a truck in quarter light. It's alleged that the truck driver was speeding and lost control, crashing into the minibus before rolling down an embankment. Three people from the truck and 13 from the minibus were killed. Amongst the deceased is 56-year-old recently retired teacher Pem Bandwandwe, who was on his way to Durban to update details on his medical aid. His family described him as a loving husband and a father who was looking forward to enjoy his retirement. His sister, Dombizoto Kwabe, says they heard the news of his death before authorities informed them. Kwabe says it was torture for the family, not knowing if Ndwando was still inside the burning vehicle. We are saddened by the loss of my brother. He retired last year, and that morning he decided to take a taxi instead of driving. It's really painful looking at the pictures and videos on social media. Looking at those pictures, we didn't know if he was still burning in the taxi or he's one of those scattered on the road with others. Authorities visited families of the 13 people who were killed in the minibus to officially notify them of their loss. Nongoma Mayor Albert Mwango says families will start the identification process today. We are now visiting families to actually come and confirm their loss. It's very difficult exercise but we are doing it now there are almost 13 families that we are going to be visiting and uh, and 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 that actually will be visited before the end of today because tomorrow we are also going to be having 
a meeting with families now at the municipality to, among other things, one, identify the bodies to also collect the, the belongings of the deceased. Mwango also urged people to be sensitive in what they post on social media. I must say we are extremely disappointed as communities of Nongoma because, you know, even before families were properly informed about what actually happened. And this accident actually was already trending in social media. And I, I had to cope. I had to deal with situations where and of the children of the deceased who had seen their parents actually strewn all over the road, actually screaming to me, wanting me to confirm whether indeed what they saw in social media actually is their parents. Authorities have urged motorists to exercise caution on the roads. I'm Nuntlagani Pomagwaza, Kwanongom. I mean, that's an interesting new de- uh, dynamic to the conversation, isn't it? Uh, this going on social media, and we all know um, what social media is like these days. Um, everybody would have an opinion and an and opportunity to, to share in a part of your life. And a lot of people finding out then that their loved ones you know, were involved in the accident on social media... Imagine the the chaos. But I mean, that's a, that's a separate issue altogether. But what we're talking about here is road safety. We're talking about um, accidents where sixteen and thirteen people die at a time. It's, it's, this is something that um, is worrying, is really concerning. That this is the level of carnage that is experienced on South African roads. And you know, like I say, uh, and you heard yourself there. There's a great deal of engagement going on right now. So we can't get the uh, taxi um, alliance, nor can we get the MEC for transport in case they're in to talk to us about this because I want to find out what the feedback from that meeting is. So we are going to try and um, you know, just keep tabs on it and, and try and bring you some sort of constructive feedback with regard to this. But in the meantime then, um, I'd like to invite you then to go onto WhatsApp and you can Text us your thoughts on road safety. You can voice note us about um, road safety. Um, you know, there's just so many things to talk about. And, and I think the concern is that it is now the tail end of October, meaning between November and December. It's a time when there's a lot more uh, of movement in South African roads. And, uh, you know, it is definitely the time where a heightened um, traffic is seen. And it's a time where the death toll could potentially rise. So, something that we should be mindful of and being you know extra precautious um with regard to the plans we put in place now to ensure that it's a smoother december i don't know if that is something that um you'd like to talk to me about but let's go ahead and have a conversation about that we've got a voice note here from uh selvin let's say hello to selvin good afternoon to you taresh and the listeners uh taresh uh with the latest uh, promulgation of the Road Traffic Act, apparently they're going to have the demerit system. So I think that's going to really help in terms of reducing road accidents where people will finally be uh, deprived of having the driver's license. But the main thing is, even then, you may still have a problem because it's going to be six of one and half a dozen of the other. What I'm trying to get at is the main problem is corruption. If you go to most of the driving schools and testing grounds, 
you, you can see what happens there. It's sad. So I think that when guys have accidents and if they don't die in the accident and if they cause the accident and cause other lives to be lost, they must be taken and tested again to see how they arrived at achieving the particular driver's license, like Code 8 or Code 10. So at the end of the day, we just pray to the Almighty that solutions are found because innocent lives are being lost. But once again, thank you, Lotus and Taresh, for creating these important awarenesses. Have a great day, Taresh. Selvan, I think we thank you even more for contributing to our program. Thank you so much. Good to hear from you. Uh, Rani Stangamana says, In my opinion, not much police officers are visible on our national roads. It really is sad that so many lives, including that of a baby, were lost uh, in this one month. More officers must be deployed to prevent this type of carnage. Thanks, team. Have a beautiful afternoon. You too. Uh, Rohini Sandhi says, Namaste. Thank you for the topic on accidents. Far too many lives are lost on the roads every day. What are the authorities doing about road safety? Yeah. And that's precisely the question that we need to ask. Um, this is from Mary in Peter Maritzburg, who says, We live in a lawless, we live amongst lawless people. No respect for life, not even their own. Sad and worrying reality. And this is um, not meaning only the carnage on the roads, it's in everything. Yeah, I think just a general overview there of the state of. Um, of the way the world is going. Roshan in Amzinto says, uh, I only have this to say, accidents don't happen, they are caused. So please always exercise defensive driving and regard every driver as an idiot. Wishing you only the best. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's uh, sort of a harsh comment, but I think the point you can understand is don't assume that everybody is going to be doing the right thing. Don't assume that everybody is um, going to be as mindful as you are. You know, please be advised that the person on the other side of the road, in front of you, behind you, on the side of you, wherever, um, could potentially not be doing the right thing. So that basically means you should be doing the extra right thing and being more mindful of the way you drive. So things like drink, uh, you know, drunk driving, speeding, um, disobeying the rules of the road. I mean, those fundamentals um, should be upheld. It's almost like COVID as it goes to my brain now, unless I'm just so COVID conditioned that, you know, when you talk about COVID-19 and we've spoken about so much of things and we always come back to, I think, three things. Wash your hands regularly, use your mask, maintain social distancing and you will be safe from COVID-19. We understand. I think the same can apply to driving then. Don't drink and drive. Don't exceed the speed limit. Don't break the rules of um um, of the road and that could keep you keep you safe but how often do people you know enforce that uh, hearing from Rajan Rajkumar in Cape Town it's been a long time sir I hope you well and he says that road accidents can be avoided if we practice safe driving and respect the rules of the road road safety programs must be introduced at a school uh, if we're serious about road safety yeah and, and and that is the thing about driver culture because that has been something that a lot of experts have lamented with me this is we can have as much police officers as we want we can have uh, as Selvin pointed out um, such a strong demerit system as we want if we don't change driver culture and perceptions where you have a sense that people who get behind the wheels feel they're the king of the road and they can do whatever they want uh, if you don't change that perception, then chances are you're not going to have um, better road safety. Chapter 2 says, Good day, my brother. What do you expect with regard to road deaths when you have incompetent recycled cadres like the Minister of Transport, Figilem Balula, 
People will die on our roads. Have you seen the video of a female learner driver driving a bus full of learners while the driver is consuming a beer? The overall death count beat from various crimes is shockingly high and out of control. Welcome to South Africa. and That's a rapidly becoming a failed state. Zahid Danbal from Phoenix says, Concerning road safety as a taxi operator from experience, putting much more police officers out there won't help. The very same police live to take a bribe so easily and at times demand for it. Ask any local Indian-owned bus owner or driver. Zahir opens up a whole new conversation there. And that's something that I think, um, you know, I really want to put forward to to the MEC. I think, you know, to the MEC, to the authorities here. Um, and we almost know what they're going to say. This kind of culture must not be, inf- um, must not be allowed in society. But it is so prevalent. Uh, so definitely something stricter is needed with regard to this. Got a voice note here. Good afternoon. Good day, Taresh. This is Sham Ramajan. Just to contribute a bit on this lovely topic. I think there's most accidents are caused by truck drivers and uh, the bigger vehicles, leave alone the taxis. You know, when there's a carnage on the road, authorities comes out in their numbers to say they're going to be doing this, they're going to be doing that. But then they end up with a cooling off period. After a week or so, it's all forgotten. Nothing happens. Now, many years ago, there was an accident off Inanda Road where the vehicle caught on fire and the yellow line were jammed and fire brigades couldn't get in time. There was this hop hop about uh, banning yellow lane driving. But I'm on, on the freeway daily. And believe me, when there's traffic, the police will be on the yellow line with vehicles in front of them, but they do nothing. Sweet bugger all about it. Okay, just my point of view is, I think rather than uh, targeting innocent drivers and uh, banning their license and staffs, perhaps the, the, the authorities should do something about creating perhaps two lanes uh, for trucks and exceptionally trucks. And if any truck drivers are caught out of those lanes, must be charged. And I think in this way, we can avoid a lot of carnage. Thank you, Taresh. You have a good day. Bye. Thanks so much for that. And I think you raise a different sort of uh, culture issue there. On one hand, we're saying driver culture obey the rules of the road. And then... On the other hand, now you have somebody breaking the rules of. Uh, I'm so sorry, it's just it's just laughable. You have somebody breaking the rules of the road, right? Somebody driving on a designated bus lane or designated emergency lane, and you've got police driving behind them, not doing anything about it. So that's a different type of culture. Where exactly what is uh, law enforcement? Um, you know, enforcing if they're literally calmly driving behind somebody who's just breaking the law right in front of them. I mean, it's, it's, it's unimaginable, isn't it? Uh, this voice note came through now. Hello there. Hi, Lotus FM. I think what we must do for uh, stop accidents and stuff, we must uh, distinct. We must uh, cut down, uh, we must give her the drinking limit. So, like, uh, certain times the bottle stores can be open and stuff, so you'll see no, not a lot of accidents. Because in the lock, uh, when it was locked down, there was not a lot of accidents. 
Yeah, I'm pretty certain those alcohol uh, bans are in place. Um, I know you're possibly talking about, you know, uh, stopping the sale of alcohol, etc., etc. And, you know, those have been relaxed and intensified several times during lockdown. But uh, there's definitely an alcohol driving limit. You know, I think one is too much. It's so strict right now. You should, yeah, drunk driving had the... um, you should not have. You should not be behind the wheel if you had. Um, I think um, you know more than your limit. We'll confirm that limit with you just now. Yeah, actually, we will confirm that limit about what is the acceptable alcohol limit for you. I don't know it offhand. Um, Ramba Mudli in Phoenix. People are trigger happy. They don't care uh, to shoot and kill people, and they don't value life. Yeah. So I think Ramba, of course, uh, adding to to uh, more issues there. Um, I don't know who this message is from, but um, it says that a large number of our road fatalities involve trucks and taxis. A common problem is the employment conditions of drivers. Truck drivers are paid according to two trips and are expected to meet targets. Most have to forego tests to earn their wages. Taxi drivers are not registered and are expected to pay uh, over a certain amount to the owner pay for fuel. The remainder is what his wage for the day is. This is a major cause for carnage. Greedy owners are culpable. Mm. This is also bringing new in, um, you know, new questions to raise um, with the Taxi Association. Kriba Mudli in Auckland, New Zealand. It's saddening and heartbreaking to hear the high number of accidents and road deaths in South Africa. Every road death is a tragedy for so, for so many families. Road courtesy programs, ongoing education and awareness on a national basis must be taken toward uh, reducing the carnage on the roads. Thank you, Kriba. Thank you for always listening. Okay, we'll take a short break because we are going to, like I said, we are unable to reach out to the transport department right now and even Santaco, so many wonderful points you've raised here that I'd love to put forward to them because they're engaged in a meeting on the very issue right now. Um, but we still are going to bring, be providing you some sort of insight into it. Stay tuned. DUT is one of the top five universities in South Africa, number 10 in the world for research citations and ranked in the top 500 universities on the planet. It's no wonder that DUT offers you a world-class, internationally recognized education. Applications for 2021 are now open, so apply via the Central Applications Office on cao.ac.za. Remember, applications close end November and closing dates may vary, so please apply today. Visit dut.ac.za. DUT. Envision 2030, improving lives and livelihoods. There is class in how they move the ball. There is style in how they score goals. And there's creativity in how they win matches. The Bundesliga Review Show every Monday night at 10.30pm on SABC3. There is character in how they equalize. Would you believe it? Joshua Taxi in stoppage time. There's game plan that leads to upsets. And that is how you win a game of football in the Bundesliga. There's drama, flair and satisfaction. If you missed out on the German excellence during match days, worry not. The Bundesliga Review Show is now available to all Mzasi on Monday nights at 10.30pm on SABC3. Hashtag German excellence meets Mzasi passion. Brought to you by SABC Sports. For the love of the game. 
It's News Break Talk with me, Taresh. We're going to 12.30 now and we are putting the focus on road awareness, road safety. Horrific crashes we've seen. Uh, 13 killed about two weeks ago from one family in a taxi crash and then 16 people losing their lives, including a newborn baby um, in, in Zululand on Thursday. So horrific, horrific scenes. Um, I'm going to remind you uh, because, you know, I had a great structure for the conversation in terms of what I wanted to put on the agenda with the Department of Transport and Santaco. Um, both of them are currently locked in engagement, so we can't do that. But still, I do, you know, always want to provide you guys with an insightful conversation. So we are very grateful to Caro Smith from the South Africans Against Drunk Driving Team, who's joining us on the line at such short notice now to talk to us about the issue of road safety. Carol, thanks for your time. Good to speak with you. Absolute pleasure. Good afternoon, everyone. Now, Carol, I do know that, uh, and I think we're just going to have to just you know, rejig it a slight. Your main focus is drunk driving. And, of course, we've spoken on numerous occasions as to you know, the personal impact drunk driving has had on your life. Um, now, you've been a victim of that. But we're talking about, you know, general issues of road safety. We are talking about, you know, we've seen a lot of taxis and trucks being involved in this. And, and I just want to get your reaction when you hear that 16 people were killed in a crash, a newborn baby, 13 people from one family um, dying in a crash. I mean, it's horrific. And all of this in Transport Month, what was your reaction? Okay. Um, just also, just to correct you, I'm actually also a general road safety expert and activist. I've had a lot of training, oh, yes. apart from just drink driving. But, yeah, my reaction is that it's absolutely horrific and just heart-wrenching to think of all those deaths because I know the pain and as do about 16,000 other people in South Africa who go through this pain of the death every single year. And the whole thing is that many, many of these deaths are preventable. And when we're looking, when we're looking at these deaths, you know, what we also tend to forget about is what about the people who have been severely injured and who live very compromised lives after that, Think about, we, we forget to think about the severely injured and the impact it has on their family and on the economy as well as the ones who've died. But yes, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, you talking there about that and what what always strikes me about uh, when I report on this, you know, um, and, and, and we go for the numbers, so we'll go uh, 16 people have been killed. And you think, oh gosh, 16 lives lost, what a shame. But imagine the impact the spill-on impact on so many other lives. You know, those 16 people could have been breadwinners, could have been, um, you know, financial supporters, emotional supporters, you know, husbands and wives of of many. So imagine the ripple effect and, and the change it has on the lives of so many other hundreds if only 16 have passed away. Absolutely. You know, we really, we forget about that. So thank you for bringing it up. And what research around the world has shown is that what unfortunately happens with crashes once people have been killed or severely injured is that it puts people further into poverty or otherwise throws them completely into poverty. So you're right. So the impact is absolutely enormous. And that's we're looking at poverty. We're also not looking at, at things like throwing people into depression throwing people into anxiety. I mean, once you've been in a crash and once you've actually had someone killed, 
every time I go onto the road, I, I'm scared because you don't know who is going to come around the corner on the wrong side or who's going to do something and kill you or injure you or if your family is driving somewhere, are they going to come back? So that, that fear stays, stays there for, for life. Terrible, terrible just to, to think of it. Um, Carol, and, and I think if, okay, on the table here right now is two accidents we're talking about, the one in Bulwa and the most recent one now in Zululand. And, you know, the common thread there is the one in, um, you know, the, the, the one uh, where 16 people were killed. There was a crash involving a taxi and a truck. And the one in Bulwa was um, also a taxi crash. So it, it, it seems to be a bit of a common thread here, taxis and trucks. Why? You know, generally, if you look at the statistics of of the number of deaths coming from taxis, it is it, it is lower than than the number of deaths that come from cars. The the, the difference is that in, in the taxi deaths, you get the multiple, you get the multiple deaths yeah, coming, yeah, see the, the point. huge ones. So. Um, that, so the one thing that happens with taxi crashes is that they are reported on more than if there is a single crash where, say, four people have died. Because in South Africa, they only investigate um, crashes if there have been five or more people killed. I mean, I, I, and I think this is, is wrong because my son was one person killed. But that is one person too many. And if you add up that we're getting, say, 45 people dying every day on the road, every single crash should be investigated so that then, then what, what happens is then one, one works out which are the dangerous roads, which are the roads where there are black spots, where the most crashes happen. And, you know, with a lot of these um, taxi and bus crashes and also single vehicle crashes, um, people overtake on, on perhaps on, on blind rises. So what they do in, in countries like um, New Zealand, they had, a, they had a crash in New Zealand where two people died on a blind rise. They then put barriers up so that people can't overtake on that stretch of road. So, so they look at the areas where something has happened and then they change the environ, environment to make it a safer system. So we talk about safe systems around the world. So what it says is that people will always make mistakes. So if someone makes a mistake, then they mustn't die. Um, they should rather just, you know, be injured or, 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 um, or their vehicle is, is um, damaged rather than dying. So, so all sorts of things that you make it safer. So, so in those places where people overtake, put internal barriers, and then they can't overtake. And the other thing, um, for example, with taxis, what, what we SAD have been asking for for many, many years is that in every taxi they put an alcohol um, ignition interlock, which basically is an immobilizer, so that if someone is going to drive, they have to breathe into um, the, the, this, this, this machine. And then if they've been drinking, then, then, then the vehicle will not start. So that should be in every taxi, every bus, every truck in South Africa. So there are things that one can do that we should be doing. Yeah, but it's not happening, is it? But before we come into that and why it's not happening and what's not happening, um, the point you raise about, um, you know, single deaths uh, from vehicle accidents, um, 
And, and, and when you say, you know, it's not often investigated because, you know, it's just one person, right? And, 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 and what, uh, in the long run, I think society or the authorities of the world um, overlooks is that as it adds up, then you get a whole uh, bigger number. But the point I want to raise on that is, um, is it not feeding into this culture of I can do as I please because if just one person dies, nobody's going to care, nobody's going to investigate, they're just going to mop the road and they'll keep doing that every day. So is that feeding into this culture of irresponsible driving? It probably is. And so basically what um, SAD work with um, 200 NGOs from around the world, a global alliance of NGOs, and we work together with World Health and the United Nations Road Safety Commission and, and all sorts of, you know, world bodies. And at the moment, we, we're all running a campaign called Commit to Act. So basically, it's saying every single person needs to commit to act. They need to put their hand up with a road safety message on and, and take a photo. So, for example, if you are traveling in a car, and the driver has his seat way back and his hand vaguely on the steering wheel and he's not buckled up. What you need to do is say, please buckle up. I won't travel in the car with you because the chance of us getting in a crash and then you going sideways and killing me, that's very high. Or if the person is speeding, you can say, stop the car. I'm getting out. I'm nervous or I won't come with you again or I won't come with you if you have been drinking or drugging. So the whole thing is each individual in South African society needs to commit to act, to actually try and make a difference because, you know, the government do as much as they can and um, sometimes that's not enough. I always think, unfortunately, transport tends to be more um, reactive rather than proactive. Uh, but but for us individuals, what can we do? Speak up, talk up. Children, help teach the children to only cross the road where there is a pedestrian crossing and when the lights are green. Teach children and young people to be visible at night, to wear bright clothes. Because if we look at the ma- if you look at the death in, in children between five and tw- people between five and twenty nine. One of the leading causes of death is car crashes. And so it's pedestrians, it's motorbikers, it's any, any person. So the rest of us have to start talking out and start writing to the paper and taking pictures of our hands and say, I commit to act, I commit to join you all to make a difference. Yeah, Karen, you raised that that issue of, of speaking out and talking about it now. And I come to this part of, of this issue with authorities. You've already, you know, you've touched on so many ways, whether it was the barrier, whether it was the um, alcohol um, breathalyzer, immobilizer, um, you know, initiatives that you've definitely looked at, researched and, you know, tried to, I'm sure at a point, discuss uh, with authorities on, on the efficacy of it. I want to talk to you about authorities now, because what we see happening when the case like this is it just becomes uh, we've got an inquiry going on we uh, attending the scene we're providing support we're paying a home visit to the family um, so you know that's what we're seeing um, your thoughts on the actual mechanisms in place now from that authority level to handle road safety in South Africa um, issues being bandied about the demerit system is it likely to work and have an impact to keep people strong enough enforcement 
Washington Police and Carrie, before you joined us, uh, somebody called through to say, um, you know, they've seen police vehicles drive behind motorists who are driving on the barrier line or driving in a designated cycling lane or a bus lane obviously breaking the law but the police are just calmly driving behind them um police visibility we're told i think uh, so many issues like that so just from a broad perspective what are your thoughts about the way transport authorities handle this issue of road safety and road safety enforcement on south african roads yeah it's difficult because um you know, I'm talking out of against government. I think they're doing some things right, but there are there are so many things that we could do better. We need to follow evidence-based practices, things that work to to um, save lives. They have been tested all over the world. Things like bringing down the speed. You know, in in urban areas where there are children crossing roads or where there are a lot of pedestrians. Around the world, the speeds have gone down to 30 kilometers. We need to do that because if someone has hit us 30 kilometers, nine out of 10 people live. Whereas if they hit higher, they, most of them die. So we need to follow that. We need to, we need to be absolutely strict about every single person in a vehicle buckling up. That saves a huge number of lives. So um, that we need to do more alcohol testing. We need testing. Um, we need you know the alcohol evidential breathalysers used in every single city and and large town in South Africa. And it's just not being done. We need to have um, better police work done so that the convictions go up dramatically. People's licenses need to be. Um, suspended if they are, are speeding or if they've been um, drinking and driving or have been reckless. We're not seeing that. The law allows it. If people kill, they must go to jail. They need to know these negligent driving, drink driving and all that are criminal acts. So so the government, the government does need to do this. They need to, to focus a lot more on that, the preventative thing. Yeah, as you say, traffic officers and police must stop people and when they see things happening. Carol, talk to um, me about traffic officers. I mean, there's also, there's been talk now, a lot of organisations talking in their road safety campaigns now, are talking about increased police um, uh, visibility, road traffic uh, you know, visibility already. You know, you've got so many um, organisations talking about um, the fact that there's 232 vacant road traffic inspectorate yeah. posts uh, in KwaZulu Natal, and, and 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 you know this 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 not this is really having a an issue on the spread of the staff. But my question, and it's a tangible logical one, is uh, surely these vehicles are going to be stationed at points, right? Vehicles move, so if a vehicle drives away from a police vehicle. And they don't see any others in sight now, if, say, in the next two kilometers or in the next three kilometers. Uh, you know, what does that then mean for enforcement? Yeah. Uh, yes, I quite agree. I mean, it, it's shocking that we've got these 232 vacant posts. Um, I think it, it goes back to the whole thing of, of, you know, a lot of the posts are vacant because I know certainly at municipal level, um, like in Peter Marisburg, some of the cars um, didn't have licenses, they hadn't been serviced, they hadn't been fixed, 
And so there weren't vehicles. I'm not quite sure with road traffic inspectorate it was the same. Um, but, um, yeah, visible policing does help. But as you say, the transgressors should be followed. What, what they do in the Western Cape, they have vehicles that are unmarked. They're called ghost vehicles. And what those ghost vehicles do is exactly what you're recommending, that they drive around and they find the people who are driving badly and then they catch them and then they get prosecuted. So ghost vehicles are a very, very good idea. So you have, you have your ordinary traffic vehicles, but then you also have these others who just drive around. And especially if they know the areas where people are driving badly or who are driving on the pavements or who are going through the red traffic lights or speeding, then go to those, they can go along and then they can, they can apprehend the people and they can bring down the, the incidence of this behavior. And behavior, I think that to end then, Kara, as, as you leave us, um, culture is always the issue, uh, driver culture, um, this idea that I own the roads. And I think I want to talk about this within the, con- within the context of taxis because we are, like I said, on the table here, a lot of taxi accidents. Um, I'm sorry, and you know, I, I don't know if I'm. Um, I don't care if I'm making a generalized statement here, but I think a lot of us, a, a lot of us South Africans, have been either pushed off a road by a taxi, uh, either been treated unfairly by a taxi, cut off by a taxi. I mean, come on, you know, you, you, you we all have been there. This sort of driver culture that I can do as I please because I'm. You know, uh, on a schedule, I'm on a deadline, or I need to make so much of money, etc. And therefore, I can play with the lives around me. How does that change? The only way behaviour changes is that people are afraid of the legal and financial um, consequences of their actions. So basically, you cannot plead with people and say, "Please change your behaviour." You've got to hit them where it, it affects their pocket or legally. So, so traffic officers then, unfortunately, have to be, be stricter on the taxis and they need to be fined more and they need, yeah, so, so that then they realize if they do something wrong, there will be a financial and a legal consequence to their behavior. Only then will behavior change. Kara, we thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about this important issue. Um, and I think we'll stay in touch then on a lot of campaigns that you've got going on, specifically in the, you know, heading up into December uh, to try and curb drunk driving. I think it's, it'll be important to have you back on to uh, give us some tips on how to reduce and avoid that. It's a pleasure. Anytime. And, and please all drive safely and have a happy and crash-free life. That's amazing, amazing to, 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 to think about that idea. Carrie Smith there from South Africans Against Drunk Driving talking to us today. When we come back now, we go to your messages. So much you've got to say. I can't wait to listen. Family means being there for the ones you love. Giving them your time, your love, and of course, food. At Spa, we make it easier. We have all the services you need to pay bills or send and receive money. But more than that, we have all your essentials and products you really love at great prices every day. So you don't have to spend time running from one place to the next. You can get it all done for less at Spa. Spa, we're here for you so you can be there for your family. 
SABC Sport is your superb company this Sunday. Experience the stunning scenery in the Red Bull ABC of sailing on SABC 2 at 1.30pm. SABC 1 takes you back to last season's action between Coal City Wizards and Richmond Ladies in the Suffer Women's League. If you miss football action over the weekend, catch Soccer Zone on SABC 1 on Monday at 10pm and the Bundesliga Review Show on SABC 3 at 10.30pm. SABC Sport. To WhatsApp we go. Let's start with the voice notes. And we've got one here from um, Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hi, Lotus FM. Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm just going to share something very quickly with you. In my personal opinion, I think uh, being part of uh, law enforcement, being on the road, it all boils down to the recruitment of the South African Police Service, Metropolitan Polices and the uh, South African National Defence Force. If you lose discipline and structure, then your members are going to be out of line. That is why there's so much of bribery and corruption. Unfortunately, as of 1994 going forward, the police has lost its structure, discipline. There's no law and order. Anybody can tell you that. Everybody can see that. I can't paint all police officers with the same brush in terms of bribery and corruption. There's a lot of members that are hardworking out there that will fight till the end so that there is law and order. But then you've got taxi drivers on the road, you've got general public on the road that have a total disregard for blue lights, red lights, the siren. They can hear an emergency vehicle coming and they'll never move out of the way. It all boils down to what action is being taken. As soon as you want to charge them, then the taxis want to strike, they want to block the roads, they want to misbehave, perform. Prior to this, the old Durban City Police, you couldn't take a chance with them because they would issue a ticket, they'll impound your vehicle, they'll teach you a lesson. Including SAPS. They'll impound your vehicle, it'll go to his finger pound. So I think it all boils down to action being taken. If there is more stricter measures put in place, You'll watch how, how road users will catch a wake-up. They'll be back on track. Less road carnage will take place. We're approaching December, and I guarantee you this. You're going to watch the death toll rise on the roads. So I appeal to members of the public, be safe, drive safe, and take it easy. Thank you. Jordan, thanks for that. And you gave me such a long voice note there. Generally, uh, we try and keep it much shorter, but... Um uh, yeah, I was just you know just listening to what you said there. You, know, you say you work there for uh, for enforcement. Um, startling to know that this is the level of um, you know I think commitment to jobs, which is translating to carnage on the roads, isn't it? Okay, let's go to this voice note. Hello there. Hi, you're talking to K Play from PNB. I think the. The problem here in South Africa and South African roads is the people. The people have a negligent way of driving, a negligent way of living. Uh, they're not afraid of anything. I mean, you look at the guys that are robbing the banks, these heists. They're not afraid to lo- lose their own lives, let alone the lives of other people. So you're thinking about the same concept about driving a vehicle, no matter what vehicle it is. You're speeding and you're not concerned about your own life. How would you be concerned about other people's lives? And I think that that 
concept of thinking has to change. I don't know how it's going to change, but it has to change. In order to reduce our road carnage, it has to change. Uh, maybe uh, government, higher authorities need to change our mindset of people, the way they think, the selfish ways of thinking. Maybe it's the people that see the government so corrupt and they don't give a damn and they start living their life also, like a ruthless life, you know, uh, not really concerned about other people, live alone safety and any everything else. They're not concerned. They, they're ruthless. So uh, it's something to do with the government. The government needs to tap into something, change the concept of people, the way they think, and you can reduce this carnage easily, quite I had to leave it there with you, but what a beautiful point you raised about this culture where it stems from, um, you know, regard, respect, um, all of that, um, and how that has had an impact on, on, on the culture of drivers. Thank you so much for that voice note. Definitely thought-provoking. Um, hello there. Hi there. Hello. Hi there. My name is Viloshni. I would like to suggest to the Transport Council of South Africa that when it comes to taxis and trucking, all should now be having RTMS. It's a system that's been created for the trucking division. It's working well. Uh, we've seen less accidents on the road on the truckers that have the RTMS system. So I don't see why the taxi industry doesn't have it too. Um, I cannot discuss what's RTMS currently because it'll pro I'll probably have to take up the whole of uh, Lotus FM show. But it's something that we have to look into. Thank you. Okay, well, I'll give you a show. I'd like to know what RTMS and actually the mechanics that you're talking about. It sounds uh, quite interesting, and I think it's important to be to be made aware like this. So, yeah, text me if you can about um, more information about it. Ian Governor, hello there, sir. Good afternoon, Taresh. South Africa has good laws, and even when the demerit system is in force, the status quo will remain. Law enforcement is in shambles. A number of drivers do not obey the rules of the road. I shudder to drive on South African roads. I pray when I leave home and thank God when I return home safely. Thank you. Mm, it's sad to live that way though, isn't it, Mr. Governor? Ramba, hello there. Hi, Tadesh. Good afternoon. Very good topic especially for the seniors and those that can't make it to take the taxi. I come up with this point that the government must at least allow the senior citizens to take the Uber, where we are afraid of taking the taxis because the drivers are still drinking, not respecting the rules or regulations of the, uh, of the road. And the, the government must allow us to take the Uber where we go home safe and sound, especially when it comes to a grand day. I see them. I witnessed them waiting at the plaza, but the Uber is not allowed to come and take the passengers. But we are so afraid of going and taking the taxis when we see what is happening with the accidents. Please forward this to the government that we need the Uber to help us, never mind what we have to pay. The Uber is the best transport to take and go on safe and sound. Within half an hour, you are at home. With the taxi, you will go around the world and then you go home. Thank you, Taresh. You have a good day. God bless you. Okay, stay safe, Ramba. Um, and here we go. Hello there. 
Hi, Ranger Lotus. Good subject. Uh, one very good thing that uh, can be done is more signage. If uh, people know speed limits, uh, restrictions, uh, they should put speed limits in like every kilometer. And uh, the cops just want to put cameras all over and hide in a bush and just take and get fines. I think they work on a commission basis, looks like. Or otherwise they're getting pocket money and they stop you. I think uh, the way to go is restrictions on roads. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Um, okay, so yeah, so much of messages. I'm trying my best to go through them all. If I don't, I do apologize in advance. Um, Billy Moodley from Queensborough, great topic. Very concerning about the increase in the number of road uh, accidents and deaths. Uh, an incident is just the tip of the iceberg, a sign of much larger problem. Tontine Richards Bay says, I don't use the road uh, from Melmouth to Freyhead to go to Dundee or Newcastle in my 20 years of using the road. Uh, oh, so he says, I often use the road. Sorry about that. He says he often uses the road from Melmouth to Freyhead. This is a death trap. Blind rises, log trucks, speeding, taxis and Formula One stances, traffic officers, um, corruption grabs. This is all true. Mrs. Munsami says, I love the topic and discussion. However, let's not just blame the accidents on drunken driving as all accidents are not always caused by drunken drivers. It also comes down to drivers being reckless and not adhering to the rules of the road. Rene Pele from Marina Park. It's really heartbreaking and sad to see so many innocent lives being lost in those accidents involving the taxi crash. However, I do agree with Selvin. Corruption should be rooted out and the driving schools, testing stations with all the necessary traffic officials. And the sooner the demerit system is implemented, the better. Renee, great to hear from you. It has been a while since we heard you. Rambamudi says taxis must go test every year. Teddy Suda says also note that most of our roads are in a pathetic state, which damages tyres and the vehicle suspension and is therefore extremely not very car worthy. Opening up a whole new dynamic now again. Thank you so much for that. That's definitely something to look at. Uh, Keshika says, hey Keshika, wow, wonderful to hear from you. Uh, she says, I think lights and bigger signage at construction spots are important, especially here on the N2 between Tindy Manor and Stanger. Um, never, uh, no, okay. And this is from Isla, who says, uh, the South African police are the only ones that are too uh, unfit for doing the job they are supposed to do. That's from uh, Mrs. Rambaran. Um yeah, uh, the following needs urgent attention. Blue light brigades, that's a bad example. Taxi owners and drivers don't care. Police vehicles are being driven um, recklessly. What we do need is road safety education to be taught from primary schools, parent-child road safety education, cooperation from um, road users, taxis and, and, and truckers, and the violence culture in a society will stunt many corrective initiatives. Uh, okay, and that is all the time I have now with so many voice notes that I've not been able to play. Uh, the likes of Chapter 2 sent us a voice note and uh, so many others. Thank you for your contribution today. I really appreciate it and I do apologize if I've not been able to uh, play your um, thoughts today. We leave it there. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow we're talking about electricity tariffs and uh, increasing hikes. So I think that is something that you'd be wanting to talk about again. So we'll leave the program there. Salma Patel and Rachel Vardy brought you this broadcast. And from me, Tadeesh, hey, have an awesome day. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.